Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Misericordia University Alumni Podcast. I am your host, Class of 2017 and 2019 alumnus, Mike Gambita. Today on the show, we are featuring a postcard profile. Ladies and gentlemen, and alumni of Misericordia, please welcome 2016 alumnus, Dylan Scantz. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for, thank you for having me. You know, Dylan, this is actually the first time in a while I've had an in-person podcast, so it's... <laughs> absolutely, it's nice being here. Um, you know, it's same with us. It's been uh, been a crazy, hectic few months. So glad to finally be back in person. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it, Dylan. Cool. What have you been up to since you graduated from Misericordia? Yeah, life has been very busy. Um, I can kind of start with you know what happened to me when I first uh, first graduated. Um, when you you know when I start when I when I left Misericordia, you know I, I had a a passion to pursue advertising in New York. It was uh, working at an advertising agency was one of the biggest things for me, um, specifically with reference to celebrity endorsements and influencer marketing, which I thought was a unique area that I really wanted to go in. Uh, three or four months prior to me graduating, I actually got a job at a company called Hyper Brands. Uh, we did a lot of celebrity endorsements, influencer marketing for some of the biggest brands in the world, like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, um, Blue Diamond, Almond Breeze, you name it. We were working across a lot of different companies. Um, and you know that's that's kind of really where I got my start. Uh, I, I owe a lot to my mentor, Jonathan Chanti, who uh, really took me in, uh, actually, Prior to even you know starting my first at my first company that I worked at, um, I interned for him at a company called Platinum Rye Entertainment. So we did celebrity endorsements, uh, very similar but more on, on a larger advertising scale. And he took me under his wing. Um, and then when we went over to Hyper, he's kind of gave me my start. And uh, I got a start in business development, really doing sales, building out strategy for a lot of these clients, and. Um, it was an incredible experience. Our office was in the World Trade Center. So I really got to dive, you know, very deep into the world of, of the agency life, uh, advertising agency life in New York, um, which most 21, 22 year olds don't really get to do. So I luckily enough got my dream job out of college. Um, so I spent about three years there and uh, I wanted to expand a little bit further. I wanted to go into a, a larger advertising agency, and I got a job at a company called Omnicom, um, which is you know one of the top five holding companies in PR. And I spent a few few months there. And after the first few months while I was working there, I noticed there was a, a huge need in the market um, for a specific service, um, and that service was really tailored towards athletes. So going into my background a little bit, I uh, I'm a huge sports guy. I uh, played baseball here at Misericordia. Um, you know, I, 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 I love football, basketball, baseball, um, and, you know, even some of the, the non-mainstream you know, sports, if you will. So I, I saw that there was a need for a lot of these athletes to work with, you know, maybe a partner or a company that would help them in just video production, um, telling their story and who they are. So uh, as I, you know, uh, w- was trying to integrate a lot of these athletes into these campaigns, um, I noticed that they needed this this service. I, I talked to a lot of people, and that's when I really got the idea uh, and, and what I'm currently doing now and, and what I've been doing for the last two years, which is uh, our media agency here in New York. And uh, it's been a lot of fun and, as you can imagine, pretty busy. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> so 8-7 Media, is eight, that seven media. correct? So yep. um, oddly enough, the reason why you're on campus frequently, I should say, not just today, but frequently is because you are helping us out with our enrollment marketing with some of the videos that uh, we're trying to prepare for our website and other digital marketing pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. We've been fortunate enough to work with not only Misericordia, but a lot of universities, um, 
you know, across the board, we work with New Mexico State University, Misericordia, um, you know, some smaller colleges in New York and New Jersey. And uh, we've been very fortunate, obviously, to work with Misericordia. Uh, it's, it's great coming back home. I, I love seeing new faces and it's incredible seeing things like the Science Center being built and, you know, obviously the university progressing forward, which is phenomenal. Um, I was here last year and I saw the new, uh, the, the new circle in the center of Dallas. So it's just really cool coming back, um, you know, and, and seeing all the faces that I knew. Uh, and, and people that I, I, uh, I learned from, you know, Dr. Mellon was a, uh, a huge advocate for me here at Misericordia. An interesting story with him is he really helped me. Uh, I transferred actually from Kane university okay. my freshman year, and he helped every single step of the way to make that transition to Misericordia smooth. And it was, you know, an incredible experience. So it's great to be back. Uh, and, you know, obviously incredible to be telling the story of Misericordia you know, obviously from my, from my point of view, as well as the, the student's point of view. Now, I, I guess to be blunt with you, I never saw you get into this role based on, you know, some of the classes that you took and your involvement. So Correct. it's almost that uh, you kind of took just this inspiration and you turn it into something that you really enjoy doing now. Yep. And, you know, I, I mean, we could probably go on and on about some of your favorite experiences, but one in particular, what, what would be one particular experience that you've had so far in this role uh, with 8.7 Media as far as, uh, you know, your experience. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I'm not a, a videographer by trade. Um, and my guys laugh at me all the time that I couldn't edit a video if you asked me to. Uh, but when I came to Misericordia, what I did was I learned business. Uh, and I took a lot of business courses and uh, some, some marketing courses. So that was kind of the area that I always wanted to go into. It's funny, I, at my first internship, I actually wrote down on a piece of paper, one of my 10-year goals uh, was to own an advertising agency or just an agency in general in New York City. Um, and I've obviously been fortunate enough to do that and, and for it to be relatively successful. But uh, yeah, I, I never had a background in communications or in storytelling or anything like that. Uh, it's interesting because my father actually had had that background. Okay. So my father is a, a musician and he did jingles for commercials. So when I was a little kid growing up, I always used to kind of poke my head in and see what if he was working on a Gillette commercial or if he was working on, uh, you know, he did a lot of things for Powerade. So seeing a lot of those types of things and how he was building in some uh, some music in, in these commercials, you'd get the raw footage, you'd hear kind of the voiceover, and then he would layer over the music. So that's kind of where... I got my spark of interest from commercials and advertising, um, but like I said, I'm I'm not a videographer by trade. I couldn't tell you anything about cameras. To be completely transparent with you, I don't. <laughs> I never want to, you know, come across as the the expert in videography. But uh, the one thing that I learned here at Misericordia was how to build a business. Um, I took a lot of classes and, and courses in, in business administration uh, as well as marketing, and you know, speaking to a lot of the uh, uh, the people that came through the, the business program that were teaching us and, um, you know, and sharing their experiences, I always wanted to own a business. Um, and so, you know, sales experience. Also, I, I worked at Frontier Communications here uh, when I was uh, at my time, you know, uh, for, for a short period. And, you know, I got a lot of sales experience, business development experience. And, um, you know, it, it translated to what we're doing right now. 
So you talk specifically, we're just going to backtrack a little bit talking about uh, the importance of, you know, athletes and content creation and having their presence online digitally. Uh, Anybody can go on your website and take a look at what you exactly do, but kind of go into detail as far as what some of the services you provide to those. Yeah. So um, on the the athlete side specifically, essentially what we do is we provide uh, full videography services. Uh, The one thing, and as I mentioned earlier, when we were kind of building out 8.7 was the need for content for professional athletes. I always talk about this. It's the the evolution of content from an athlete's perspective has changed over the last, let's just say, 20, 30 years. You know, it started with radio. And, you know, guys would listen to Thurman Munson on, on their uh – you know, on a, on a, on a, on the game afterwards. And, you know, they get a little bit of insight into what he was thinking when he hit that double or, you know, the type of pitch that they saw. So you, you saw a little bit into an athlete's life and then it translated to television and, and actually seeing that guy get interviewed um, and, and recognizing his face on, on, uh, in person. And then the, uh, the transfer into things like ESPN and, and, and documentaries was, was phenomenal. And it's telling an athlete's party, uh, athlete story from, what I would consider a third party. You know, it's not necessarily the athlete telling their story on their own platform, um, but it's, it's, it's ESPN or, or that documentary series telling that athlete's story with them, uh, which is, I think, incredible. Uh, and then as we've seen the change to digital, which is things like Uninterrupted um, and Bleacher Report telling athlete stories from the athlete's perspective, but that content lives on the Bleacher Report channels or Uninterrupted channels or HBO. And what we really look to do is tell that same story, but for the athletes to now own their own story. So it's re- like I said, it's really the progression. It's the same storytelling that they've been doing. Who is this athlete? Uh, you know, we work with a variety of athletes from the NFL, NBA to Olympic athletes, and they all have a story. Um, they all do certain things that are unique and they also all have a fan base and sometimes that fan base is even more influential than their teams themselves so we try to tell that athlete's story through visual creation specifically um, videography services and essentially what we do with them is we help them launch a YouTube channel Uh, it's a very unique specific niche but essentially what that does is it allows us to work with this athlete to build out long form content and that content obviously lives on YouTube but is allowed to be on things like Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram um, so we focus on YouTube, but this content is, is incredibly rich. Uh, it's organic and storytelling, so it can live anywhere. But um, we provide really a, a full 360 model in terms of building out a YouTube presence for them, telling their story from, from their party, uh, from their first party viewpoint, and then also you know living on their, their own channels. So you said a 360 degree viewpoint. I had to ask. How'd you get 87 Media as the name of your company? Yeah, so when we were thinking of names for 87, um, you know, a million different things, uh, options and ideas come to mind. Uh, you know, somebody said, why don't you just call it the Scans Group or the Scans Agency? Because, you know, there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs out there that are trying to slap their name on it. Um, and I never really wanted to do that. So the, the numbers 87 come to me in a lot of different ways. I'll be, I'll be, you know, sitting at a, at a stoplight and, you know, 87 will be, will be there. And, and when I was thinking about a name for an agency, it was the first number that popped into my mind. Interestingly enough, when I played sports growing up, 11 was my number, 59 was my number, 23 was my number. So it was never any of my numbers, but um, for whatever reason, that was the first thing that popped into my head for a variety of different reasons. And uh, it's really what we went with. And funny enough, now I see it even more frequently. Um, we work with uh, an athlete on the Chiefs and 
uh, it was you know a long road to get to the top level of athlete of his caliber. And the first time that we went to go see him, he pulls up at a stoplight and eight. Uh, 87th Street is right above him, and you look up, and it's kind of that calling, if you will, um, and and kind of giving you that purpose in life. And I, I think a lot of that is is there as well. Um, I don't know if there's any specific things with 87. I haven't done any research, but like I said, it's just that number that always pops into my head, and uh, it's kind of the first number that I thought of, or, or just the first idea or concept that I thought of when you know when we were thinking of 87 Media. That's really cool. Hey, you never know. You could always put that footage and B-roll together as far as your, you know, your website background for it. Yep. So it's- I have the I have the picture <laughs> on my phone. It's not the greatest quality, but it's definitely there. That's so cool. Now, now, Dylan, we're we're kind of talking, we're jumping back to at least the 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 athletic portion of your guys' services. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just awesome and interesting that you're kind of building that athlete into that private. I don't want to say private story, but more so sharing that journey, a day in the life of said athlete, because you're right, we don't really see that background of an athlete. We see them on the pitch, on the court, on the field, on the track. Um, there's just so many instances where we don't get that. And I'm sure there's a lot of instances with you and your team, and we'll talk about your team in a little bit, um, that, that really find some experiences that the athlete uh, doesn't really share. Um, do you have any stories about that? Absolutely. I think uh, you make a great point. It's the one thing that even, you know, as I said, when we were starting our agency, um, athletes have a hard time telling their own story. How, how am I going to produce this video? You know, how am I going to tell this story? Um, so there's a lot of guys in particular, one athlete that we work very closely with is Tyreek Hill on the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, Tyreek has a very interesting upbringing. Um, and, and part of that story is, you know, he, uh, his family was very close to him uh, growing up, his, his grandparents at least, um, you know, had, you know, uh, uh, obviously an interest in sports and an interest in football specifically, but also track and field. But a lot of people don't know that. And so, you know, you, you see these guys on, on, their, on the field. You see them scoring touchdowns, winning Super Bowls, getting a Super Bowl ring, which is phenomenal. But, you know, where did he come from? You know, he, he, he's a, you know, a kid from Georgia at the end of the day, uh, just like myself and, and you, you know, we all have that place where we, we started as a, as a young kid in middle school that found some sort of an interest. And uh, a lot of these guys, and I think uh, a, a big misconception with athletes like himself and athletes across the board is this God given talent. And it's really not. If you, if you work with a lot of these guys and, and you hang out with them for a week or so, because, you know, that's essentially what we're doing is we integrate ourselves into their lives. Uh, they, Luckily enough, don't get tired of us, but we're, <laughs> we're spending a lot of time with them. And I think the, the biggest thing that you don't see or, you know, not necessarily a story, but um, just more directly is these guys work hard, you know, and it's also translated very closely for me in business is because, you know, if you always think you're working hard, somebody's out there working harder than you. And a lot of these athletes try to tell that story, whether it's Jalen Mills on the Eagles or, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill on the Chiefs. These guys are, are constantly working, and sure, they might have a bad season, but trust me, that guy was working hard in the offseason. We watch it every single time. So I think a, a big misconception is that these guys just kind of get on the field and, and they don't work hard, uh, and it's just some sort of a God-given talent, which I'm sure it is, but these guys are, are constantly pushing themselves day in and day out, and you only see that fraction of a second where you know, they're making the big play, but they're putting tons and tons of hours into it, hundreds of hours uh, a week just to become the best version of themselves. A good example is Tyreek uh, trains first thing in the morning, does his kind of cardio sessions, uh, runs, you know, gets gets loose, then goes into weight training, and then later on in the day does yoga. So three workouts during the day outside of 
learning plays and, and studying film. Um, these guys are constantly working. Sure, they like to have fun and, and do YouTube videos with us, which is amazing and you know, obviously a lot of fun. But these guys are really you know, putting a lot of effort into their day-to-day. And I'm sure that translates it motivates probably you and your team based on that. And of course your, your official title as from what we saw on the website, obviously is CEO and founder of eight, seven media. And of course, CEOs have to motivate and almost live this lifestyle. You know, we hear about the Kevin O'Leary's and and all these things that come up, but you know, it, it, I'm sure it's something that you transpire amongst the rest of your team that just that everyday work you're putting in the work and, you know, to us as the common folk, we would never find ourselves in a situation who would have thought a, a student from Dallas, PA, that's called Misericordia, people can't even spe- spell it or say it <laughs> half the time correctly, um, is now working for, not working for, but working with some of these top talented individuals and superstars that come through. Yeah, I think uh, I always say you, gotta, you have to lead by example. Uh, it's the biggest thing. If I said, "Hey guys, go do this," and, and I wasn't part of it, doing you know part of it and doing it with them, th- there wouldn't be any leadership there. You're basically a boss, and I, I personally don't uh, and never agree with that sort of mentality. Um, if you're leading the ship and, and you kind of have this vision and, and how it goes, you know, if you work a thousand hours a week, you guys, your guys will see that and they'll feel motivated to come to work. Uh, and, and I actually got a lot of that experience, you know, in my previous jobs prior to even starting my own agency was. I didn't agree with a lot of the, you know, the, the, the CEOs, if you will, or, or founders or bosses that would say, hey, go do this, and they're out to lunch. Well, why am I working for you? I want to work with you. And so even at 8.7, that's kind of the, a lot of the mantra that uh, we, try to, you know, we try to emulate is it's not, it's, whether it's you're, you're the CEO, the founder, you're the executive vice president, or you're an intern, you know, we're all working hard towards a goal. Uh, and that's also, you know, goes back to a lot of that sports mentality. You know, you're a team at the end of the day. And I always say, I can't do anything that we do without a team. Um, you know, wh- when I'm you know, at a shoot with a client, there's a-, a million other things going on within the business that, you know, guys are-, are taking care of. And they wouldn't be doing that if, you know, you didn't motivate them. Um, so yeah, I think there's a-, a huge, there's huge value in motivating your, your employees, um, being there with them. And, you know, quite frankly, working way harder than them. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to work hard if you're not working hard, uh, and I, I truly believe that. And you know, you're—I always say you're, you're a boss is the one behind it, kind of uh, you know, pushing everybody, and uh, the the leader is the one at the front of the ship, kind of steering the way, paving the way for people to follow. And uh, you know, and, and like I said, leading by example—that's why a leader is in the front of the kind of at the pack, mm-hmm. um, and, and and carving the way, doing the hard work. Because you know, what a lot of people don't see behind the scenes is. You know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, into this, and you have to pave that way to make a clear path for the rest of the company and um, the rest of the employees that follow you. So, you know, I think it's definitely very important. Cool. So let's talk about your team because yeah. you know we keep talking about your team, your team, your team. Yep. Uh, you know, to, uh, assuming uh, you know people who haven't met you, it's oh wow, well it must have tens of hundreds of people. Well, <laughs> it's a a very small group that you have. Yeah. Like I. I I know one of them is an alum, Elliot mm-hmm. Ford, but how, how did you meet these guys? Like, I, I'm kind of curious to know, how did you find this group that you're working with every single day now? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I'm big on, on the team and uh, as we grow as a company, I, I, I think 
you know, adding very key elements to that team is very important. Oh, but, I wasn't holding you to just tens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm seeing this grow a little bit more. We're but. trying. We're pushing. <laughs> uh, we're definitely pushing, and we we definitely need the help soon. So um, we're, we're excited about that. Obviously, the future of, of what's to come, and uh, obviously going through a crazy time right now. But you know, it's uh, it's been interesting building the team because. You know, one thing that they don't teach you at, at, at school, which is just in, impossible to teach, is how do you find key team members that are going to be great for your for your company? Um, and one of the so to talk a little bit about the team. So uh, Brandon, who is our executive vice president, was actually at the first company that I worked with called Hyper Brands. Um, and, and Brandon was a combination of on, on the sales side as well as on the account management side. And. You know what you do as uh, as you're growing is you try to find these areas that you know are, are starting to become a little bit overwhelming uh, and need the most support, and you try to hire in those areas. So Brandon was the perfect fit. Uh, I built a close relationship with Brandon over the last few years, um, and we had a lot of opportunities to to work together, a lot of crossover, um, and because we live in the kind of same advertising slash media world, and Brandon was the perfect fit for it. And couldn't have asked, you know, I couldn't have found anybody that was more perfect for it. Um, he's doing an incredible job. And, you know, really leading this team and has the same vision that we have, which I think is very important is finding people that have that same vision, that same work ethic that are willing to put in the hours uh, and, you know, and not just say, hey, I'm here to clock in nine to five, which we know people do. Um, but finding guys that are, are really willing to go above and beyond. Um, so Brandon is an integral key part of the agency. Um, like I said, built a, an incredibly close relationship with him. Um, one of our, vid- our videographers, Kai Deans, was actually our first hire outside of my quote-unquote network. Um, you know, we, we started to, you know, during the fa- past few months, really build out our, our videography services and, and seeing that video is going to be a, a key part of us moving forward. Um, so we were really looking for a guy that was great on the content production side because the way that we did it prior to him joining was a lot of uh, Frankenstein parts, if you will, having a videographer in Miami shoot something, send it to an editor here in New York, um, send it to this guy or this guy who can, you know, who's going to go out to this shoot. But we really wanted to keep everything in house. A, because it's more, uh, it's more streamlined. You know, you can, kind of direct guys a little bit cleaner uh, and they're in the office with you and they're with you and they're on shoots with you. They're uh, today with Ms. Recordia on campus. So you have the ability to really connect with them and build that trust, which, you know, obviously is a, a very big part of building an agency. So building trust in people. Um, so Kai was actually our first hire outside of my circle. Um, you know, just a very traditional way of, of, of job searching, which was an interesting, you know, uh, thing for me to go through because I've never done that before. You know, you're you're a new you know a CEO that starts a company two years ago, and you know you try to keep everything small as boutique as possible. We're completely self-funded, um, no huge investment from some you know big capital company. We are are completely bootstrapped from you know from the ground up, and uh, and and it was interesting going through that process and having 30 interviews with guys that I've never met or girls that I've never met um, for a position that you know we're looking to, looking to fill. So. Uh, from and also we have uh, part of our team as you mentioned earlier, Elliot Ford, and and Elliot's been that guy that's kind of really been with me from from day one to be honest with you. Um, you know, obviously in the early days of a company com- being completely bootstrapped, you know we're, we're tight on funds, so a lot of things that need to be um, done can't you know you can't be executed in terms of hiring some guy that's going to build out your business development strategy for you. So. Elliot was really one of those guys that was, like I said, with me from day one and, and really understood the vision from the athlete perspective of what, we, of what we wanted to do. Elliot was a baseball player here at Misericordia as well, um, much better than me, I can definitely <laughs> uh, tell. And he, uh, 
he actually played overseas um, professional baseball or, or semi-professional baseball. He's going to correct me. I always mess it up. But he is a, a pro baseball player, I guess is the best way to describe it, and um, very talented at that. And, you know, he helped us kind of with the vision of the of the athlete side because we knew where, where we really wanted to go on that front. Um, but as you can imagine, the – the process of getting to some of these top-tier athletes is difficult, so you have to start small. And Elliot had a lot of those connections to minor league baseball players that we just wanted to prove that we can do athlete content for. And then the the, the strategy was to go into these larger guys and say, hey, we can do this for you because we did it, we did it for them. And Elliot was part of that. So Elliot's really been there for, from, from day one with me, um, and he works on the business development side. You know, He's doing a lot of outreach to clients, both on athletes as well as the brands that we work with um, and helping just kind of the overall vision of the agency, very kind of, you know, my right hand man on the biz dev side does a phenomenal job. And then interestingly enough, also in the early days, uh, uh, we had Jim Tunison working with us. So I remember Jim, that. Yeah. Jim was uh, <laughs> at the rail riders uh, here, um, you know, in, in the area. And when, you know, he was kind of looking in, in between, I think he also moved. Uh, Jim was looking for just some, some part-time stuff. I said, hey, listen, I have a, an opportunity if you want to help out. And Jim, you know, helped us actually get a few clients in the, in the early days of 8-7 to, to help build some of that revenue that we were driving. So, uh, yeah, Misericordia, to, to bring it all home, Misericordia helped tremendously um, build 8-7. You know, a lot of the guys and the connections that I made here. Uh, and like I said, I, I really wanted to keep it with guys that I knew. And you know, when you're here for three, four years or five years for some people that are, you know, in graduate programs, um, you meet a lot of people and you become very close with them. So I wanted to keep it in the family. It's a big part of it. Um, also, last but not least, we have our advisor, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jonathan Chanti, who was, the, like I said, my mentor at my first eight, uh, internship. So bringing that full circle and, and bringing him on as an advisor uh, to our, our agency was kind of that, uh, that kumbaya moment, if you will. And, uh, you know, like I said, cu- coming, uh, coming home and, uh, and bringing everything full circle. So I- I'm really excited of, you know, with the team that we have. Uh, I think it's, like I said, it can't be done without them. Um, and we're just looking to grow and, and keep building. So any cool upcoming projects you guys have in the in the docket i mean yeah. i know everybody's like you'll have to find out <laughs> i can but. tell you uh we have a ton um yeah. so uh on the athlete side we have we work with a guy uh, nate robinson uh, three-time nba dunks uh dunk champion and he's fighting jake paul so we're heading out to la for that um, which is going to be fun, and we hope he knocks his uh, knocks, <laughs> knocks the gloves off him. Um, I'll, I'll keep it clean and PG. It's your clients. You got to yeah. benefit and support your clients. Exactly. <laughs> so we're we're hoping uh, Nate does a great showing. He's been working hard, um, which is obviously a different avenue and a different arena for him. Uh, going into boxing from the NBA, he's in shape. He's in great shape, but you know it's a different sport. It's a completely different world. Um, so that's very exciting. We have that coming up. We've been actually been doing the whole road to the fight for him. So documenting from you know, him first learning how to box, you know, about uh, four or five months ago to where he is now and really succeeding at the sport. Um, and like I said, hopefully beating Jake Paul on, on uh, November 28th. I'll, I'll plug Triller. Make sure you guys watch it. It's on the Mike Tyson undercard, which should be really cool. So Mike Tyson's also making his return. So that's one of the m- most immediate things that we have coming up. Sure. Um, the second was uh, would be, and we work very closely, as I mentioned, with Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. And we have a Aside from all the content that we're going out with, we actually have a really cool video being shot right now um, with Travis Kelsey, which would be pretty cool. We're basically recreating Hot Ones, so that oh. should be fun. Um, so that's that's going on right now. Uh, it should be going live on on Wednesday. Um, very immediate, but nonetheless, we actually have uh, we've set up a race with DK Metcalf and Tyreek Hill. So they're going to be racing each other, very similar. We did uh, Terrell Owens with Tyreek Hill. Okay. So we're going to be doing this in the off season. Uh, 
right now things are being thrown around about going to Hawaii for it. Um, you what know. a trip. Yeah, so not, not a bad one. So we're excited about that. I hope we can pull it off in the in the scope that we're looking to, obviously going to Hawaii and making basically a, uh, a whole you know a whole series out of it. So Tyreek Tyre times DK Metcalf is coming up pretty soon, which should be cool. Um, and then we also work with, uh, aside from, you know, the plethora of athletes that we have, Sydney McLaughlin, uh, USA Track and Field. So, you know, the Olympics are coming up, 2021. Fingers crossed that it, it doesn't get pushed again. Um, you know, that was obviously unfortunate for us. We started working with Sydney in February of this year, and it was perfect timing. Leading up, we were doing another road to the Olympics uh, with her you know, kind of getting the behind the scenes and then a few months in or a month and a half in, they said, Hey, we're going to push the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty unfortunate. Um, but the Olympics are coming up next year. Hopefully we are in Tokyo if everything goes according to plan and you know, the craziness of what's going on in, in, in the world today isn't there, but I think, uh, we have a pretty good shot of it if, if it starts to clean up and, uh, you know, if, if we do the right thing, wear your masks, stay safe, you know, keep yourself clean and, and keep your hands clean. <laughs> I'm just going to take that piece of the recording and uh, make it one of our PSAs for upcoming <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but, but Dylan, uh, you know, you talked about your misericordia experience and all of that, um, you know, how it's assisted you and helped you. But anything else to conclude this podcast? Yeah, I think anybody listening, whether you're an alumni or you're a student, um, you know, keep an open mind with what you want to do in your life. Uh, you know, I always say one of the, the great parts about being at Misericordia specifically was how open it was to, and, and obviously being, you know, uh, a school that has a lot of different uh, facets. And, you know, we come here and we learn uh, psychology and, um, you know, you learn accounting and you learn a, a variety of different things that you, sometimes you might say to yourself, and, and, I'm, and I said it many times when I was here at Misericordia, when am I ever going to use this? But you never know. So keep your mind open to a million opportunities that are out there. Um, whether you're, you're here at Misericordia or, you know, in your daily life, I, I would say learn as much as possible. That's one of the things that has helped me succeed is I can go into, and, and what I believe, a lot of different rooms and have conversations about a lot of different things because of, A, the, mis, you know, the Misericordia experience and learning things in psychology or, um, you know, in accounting. You know, you have conversations with a lot of different individuals or professionals, but at the same time, you know, be open and, and read a lot of different, you know, unique books that are outside of your comfort zone. Like I said, I, I do a lot of reading in, in terms of just business and in and, and media and what we do. But, you know, things that are a little bit abstract, um, you never know where it's going to you know uh, take you. You never know what kind of conversations you can have with people, uh, whether it's comic books, you know, know a little bit about comic books. So I, I, I'm a big advocate of just knowing a little bit about everything because, um, you know, you never know when it's going to come in handy. And it's definitely proven to be successful for me uh, specifically um, and, and kind of the in, in the conversations that I've had with people and, you know, the paths that I've crossed. Awesome. And just one last thing before we go, um, if you care to share uh, any social media or any websites in case people want to look at your yeah, work. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, so we're 87 Media uh, spelt out. Um, not 87 Media. It's 87 <laughs> Media. I get this question a lot. So E-I-G-H-T-S-E-V-E-N Media. Um, Dot com. We're on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn if you want to follow us. If you're uh, a student that's looking for an internship, call us, You know, let us know. Obviously, Misericordia alumni get first uh, special treatment. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and people that are, are part of the family obviously get that, get that special treatment and we want to keep it in the house. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if you want to follow us there, go ahead. If not, you'll probably see one of our videos somewhere. Cool. Well, Dylan, I'm so excited for all your upcoming projects, but I'm, I'm certainly excited you're back to your alma mater. So. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it.